Hi there. In the first run of these 15 podcasts, each episode will be published every Tuesday from noon GMT. Happy listening. Welcome to episode 13 of Dow's Your Way to Psychic Power. Previously, we looked at how our energy bodies affect our physical health. We got our heads round distant healing and we met the magic black box that you can make at home. In this episode, energy healing is the psychic's way. What Albert Einstein teaches us psychics. And are we possessed by our thoughts? By now, you're probably something of a split personality, not quite sure whether you're a dowser or a psychic. The answer is, you are both. What applies to dowsers also applies to psychics. In fact, dowsing is a form of psychic activity. After learning the basics, many dowsers decide which area of dowsing suits them best. Water and minerals, archaeology, subtle energies or health. For the budding psychic, health is a good speciality. So let's look at psychic healing. Those that choose to specialise in health have a whole spectrum of sub-specialities, from dowsing for allergies, food intolerances and supplements, all the way to treating life-threatening conditions. If we look at psychic healing in more detail, it'll give you an idea of the process. But if this field of dowsing appeals to you, I recommend you devise your own unique healing protocol. The first thing a psychic healer should do before even setting an appointment is to douse, can I help this person? If the clear answer is no, then either refer the person to another therapist or suggest another day. But if the pendulum gives the all clear, the next step is to gain the client's confidence with a get-to-know-you chat. Explain that the treatment's aimed at tapping into the body's own wisdom and activating its ability to heal itself. You aim for relief, remission, health, calm and well-being. Now complete a client questionnaire leading from basic details like name, age, address, etc. to the main issue the client wants addressed. And beware... The health concern that the client selects is not necessarily the one that's the root cause of the problem. For instance, your client, let's call her Jane, might believe her depression's due to loneliness, but the root cause could be rejection by her mother when she was a child, which has led to a feeling of unworthiness, which then went on to become depression. But use Jane's assessment as a starting point. If in doubt about Jane's sincerity in wanting a cure, muscle test on the main issue. At this point, it might be helpful to apply some eye movement desensitization and reprocessing, otherwise known as EMDR. Ask Jane to follow your finger with her eyes as you move it back and forth horizontally in front of her. All the while, tell her to keep her issue in mind as strongly as she can. 
After about 30 seconds, stop and ask Jane to close her eyes and just allow her brain to freewheel. As she does, get her to give a running commentary on what pops into her mind. As this comes from the subconscious, it'll often give valuable clues as to Jane's real problem. Let's say the EMDR has revealed clues of an underlying insecurity. This will be a secondary issue to address. Then get into alpha meditative mode and let the dowsing tool explore further. We explain to Jane that we'll address these issues but first need to check if there are any associated problems buried deep in her subconscious mind. The universal consciousness out there knows what's best for Jane, so let's douse to see if there are any other factors which might have a bearing on Jane's condition. They'll fall into one or more of five broad categories. Physical, emotional, mental, spiritual or environmental, or a combination of these. So we start by connecting and dowsing these five headings. Oh dear, we find that Jane's a sorry case. She's problems under all five headings, which is pretty unusual, but for the purposes of illustration, we'll use this example. Now, we need to douse through a mental checklist under each category to track down the cause of the issue. To establish priorities, Check Jane's energy levels in each category. Remember, the energy body is the cause and the physical body is the effect. Dowsing with the pendulum and percentage chart shows that Jane's levels are physical, 55%, emotional, 48%, mental, 52%, spiritual, 68%, and environmental, 60%. The category with the lowest percentage, emotional, chimes in with Jane's own analysis, so we use her depression as our starting point. If the original analysis didn't match, we would still use Jane's own version of her problem. After dealing with it, we'd explore the top category disclosed by our dowsing. Once we bring the emotional issue back into balance, the other categories could also improve. To track down Jane's self-identified emotional issue, we ask Jane to imagine the depression at its worst and then associate it with an emotional event in her life when she felt as bad. This takes some guidance, but eventually Jane pinpoints a trauma which happened 15 years previously. She'd caught a bug while on a cruise, and this had led to complications which in turn had exposed her life partner as shallow and unsupportive. In discussing this, we glean that Jane is also afflicted with self-doubt, despondency, despair, pessimism and indecision. So as a psychic healer, you have a real challenge on your hands but you've already doused that you can help Jane, so have confidence in what your pendulum told you. It's worth reminding you here that this example is an exceptional case, and it's much more likely you'll have an easier challenge to tackle in your early days. If your motives are sincere, the universe never challenges you beyond your abilities at the time, so have faith.
a good place to start in this exceptional case would be to balance Jane's chakras. This will get her energies working at peak efficiency. Let's go through the process. Jane lies flat and you, her therapist, douses her seven chakras, which connect her meridians to the cosmic energy flow. In Jane's case, we find the following. Root or base chakra, weak, a feeling of unworthiness. Sacral chakra, weak, guilt and pain. Solar plexus chakra, weak, low self-esteem. Heart chakra, closed, sabotages relationships. Throat chakra, closed, lack of self-confidence. Brow chakra, weak, indecisive. Crown chakra, closed, lonely and unworthy. This mixture has fed into the meridians infiltrating the energy body with negativity. Your job is now to restore Jane's balance and harmony. The process can be likened to replacing a fuse in a blown electrical circuit. Once the flow starts, balance is quickly restored. Using your pendulum, swing it into clockwise mode with a clear intent to restore Jane's inner balance and harmony. As the pendulum swings, your own chakras entrain Jane's and brings them into balance. Now we're ready to complete our energy therapy by using a pendulum or bobber to remove any remaining detrimental energies from the meridians, replacing detrimental with beneficial energies. This is a simple energy rebalancing procedure. I usually swing the bobber anti-clockwise while asking the universal life force to neutralize all detrimental emotions connected with any remaining negative fields, thoughts and emotions that Jane might have. Then, reversing the direction of the bobber to clockwise, I say, Bless Jane with energies beneficial to her complete being, physical, emotional, mental and spiritual and bring Jane's environmental energies to the most appropriate level for Jane's highest good. In love and gratitude, Amen. You can then check Jane's progress by muscle testing. Other modalities that might help Jane as a secondary treatment include energised water and signature essences. All these techniques work because of the dual nature of matter as demonstrated by quantum theory. Just as light possesses a dual nature of being both particles, matter, and waves, energy, our bodies are the same, and our healing procedures work on the waves and are transmitted to the particles. In other words, we address the energies of our bodies and their imbalances. All procedures are conducted with intent and the results are verified by dowsing and muscle testing. Which of these additional techniques should we use for Jane? Let's look at energised water. To assist the healing process, Jane is prescribed eight glasses of water a day impregnated with healing resonances unique to her. How? You give her one of two glass nuggets, already blessed by you with beneficial energies. You, the therapist, keeps one, while Jane takes the other. 
yours will be a twin of Jane's, and by virtue of the quantum field's quantum entanglement, you'll be able to top up the energies of Jane's nugget at a distance by topping up your own nugget. Instruct Jane to drop the nugget into a drinking glass filled with water, leaving it five minutes before drinking the contents. This is done four times a day. The positive vibrations contained in the water enters Jane's bloodstream and passes on the beneficial energies to her whole being. Looking at signature essences, for added effectiveness, you can encourage Jane to buy some batch flower remedies appropriate to her emotional needs, which she can mix with the energised water before drinking. Probably the most convenient way for Jane would be for her to drop one of her energised nuggets into a bottle of water. Then, after pouring the energised water into a glass, she adds four drops of these essences four times a day. To make it easy, she can put the drops into every other glass of energised water she drinks. In this way, she'll be giving her body doses of water charged with healing energy via the nugget, as well as the same water boosted by the power of natural flower essences. Note that none of the treatments is in any way physically invasive and the essences are totally harmless and it's only possible to overdose on them if you've overdosed on the water itself. To enhance the power of our treatment, Jane should emphasise the positive intent involved by herself carrying out a simple affirmation process, calling on the powers beyond the self. It can be God, her higher self, the cosmic consciousness, the zero-point field, or however she conceives the divine. Using a form of word, something like, I call on the universal consciousness to bless this water healing process, essences, etc., with energy to bring balance, harmony, health and healing to my complete being, physical, emotional, mental and spiritual. I ask this in love and gratitude. And then an amen or thank you. The unique combination of the above procedures have a strong likelihood of helping Jane back to a more healthy and happy existence. To check Jane's progress at each consultation, she can be assessed by muscle testing linked with dowsing for her percentage energy levels. A final note on this section. Unless you're a registered health professional, never attempt to diagnose a client's illness, disease or affliction. For this, advise them to consult their health professional. As the 20th century's greatest scientist, Albert Einstein said, Everything is energy, and energy is everything. Our thoughts and emotions are energy, and we send these out to the universe every moment of our lives. And what we send out affects what comes back to us. Like attracts like. So, send out negative thoughts. I don't like him. He's opinionated, and anyway, he's too fat. And these negative thoughts will rebound and bring disharmony into your life. Our internal energy systems are governed by our auras, chakras and meridians. If these become blocked, distorted, clogged up or torn, the rest of us physically, mentally and emotionally is damaged. 
These blockages, distortions, disruptions, tears and other forms of damage can be caused by our own negative thoughts coming back to us or someone else's detrimental thoughts getting through our psychic defences. As well as toxins and poisons, past life memories lodged in our auras or chakras can also unbalance our health. And, as we'll see later, entities or spirits can create havoc too. In fact, some contend that our thoughts are actually intelligent entities that possess the human form and use us to carry out their purpose. When we decide to go shopping or stay at home or do some deadheading in the garden, is it you having these thoughts? Or is it a possessing entity that's pulling your strings for its own ends? In fact, who are you? Are you your body? Your mind? Is there just one version of you? Some believe that most of us are inhabited by several thought entities who are often at war within us, changing our personalities as we react to events. When Mozart said, Tunes just walk into my head, he was right. His mind was a receptacle of music dropping from the spheres. Thoughts are no different. Mozart was a genius because his thoughts were geniuses. Some of us are idiots because that's the way our thoughts are. Could it be that out there is a maelstrom of competing thoughts who take on the guise of spirits swirling around in their own dimension, bursting through into ours, seeking a life within the vehicle of our bodies? When our bodies die, do those spirits who inhabited us merely re-enter their own dimension and wait for another suitable vehicle within which to continue their existence? Coming up in episode 14, we look at where science and spirit meet. Have you lived before? And how to douse a past life? You can get all this in written form from my book, Douse Your Way to Psychic Power available on Amazon or any online retailer. See you at episode 14.